Welcome back to So Talk to Me. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, I was thinking, so, yeah, anyways, doesn't matter. Um, it is episode 69. 69, dude, if you've seen um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's all I'm going to say about that number, but we made it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you went there. Um, yeah, we made it to 69 Here we episodes. Are. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Only a few away from 75 and our episode 75 extravaganza. And then our episode 100 extravaganza. Can't wait. We're going to hit both those milestones this year. If we keep it up. I mean, you know. Apparently we're having extravaganzas now. Extra- two of them. Two of them. They're going to be extra vangerous extravaganza. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? We might we might just cancel it this week, and you'll never get another episode out of us. We don't know. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what we're doing. Who knows? But we're doing it, and we're doing it today for another episode, episode sixty nine. What are we going to talk about today? It's anyone's guess. Let's see what happens. Let's see what comes out. So, talk to me. How you doing, Samantha? Um, doing well. Uh, you had. About a week off from work. Yeah, sort of. Which was lovely. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Got to spend a lot of time together. Some family time. For New Year's Eve, we went out to uh, the winery. Mm -hmm. I say the winery because it's really the only one we go to. Yeah. Because it's convenient. Because we nice. get free tastings. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> remember, <so>. yeah. <laughs> um, but we went out there and hung out for a little bit. And if you're not from the Texas area or the surrounding Austin area, you don't know what Johnson City is. But Johnson City is really close to this winery that remembers of, and it's like we pass it going to the winery and coming back. Mm-hmm. And around Christmas time. They put lights all over their courthouse and just like the main downtown area is just like all lit up and pretty awesome. So we stopped by there on our way home so Mm -hmm. that the kids can see all the lights. They loved it. Yep. Gathered up a bunch of pecans. Oh, yeah. Because they had a big old pecan tree on, on the lawn of what was that? Like City Hall? Is it the City Hall building or something like that? I, I don't know. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny little town, so it's not a huge building. But anyways, right. the, but the lawn has a lot of different, um, like, <laughs> exhibits. I don't know what you call them. Like, you know, during, like, light, Christmas light shows. They yeah, have, they have, like, like different, different little themes set up. Yeah. Yeah. Themes. There you go. And there's There's a bunch of pecan trees on the lawn. So. Naturally, there were lots of pecans on the ground. So we gathered up pecans and broke them open. We were all eating them. Yep. So we mooched and stuffed our pockets and brought them home. Totally. <laughs> Why not? They're just going to go to waste. <laughs> Who cares about squirrels? These pecans are mine. <laughs> also, I'm from Texas. They're called pecans, not pecans. <laughs> not, I, I don't know. I don't know what else people call them. People call them weird names. They're pecans. Come on. Yeah, we say pecans. Come on, people. No, they are pecans. <laughs> we don't just say it that way. Pecan just sounds so dumb. It makes you sound unintelligent. <laughs> so stop saying it. Just stop it. They're pecans. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Pecan pie. Psh. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so after that, we came home, put the kids to bed. Well, ate dinner, put the kids to bed, and then you and I hung out. Yeah. What have we been doing? We've been- Had a drink and then basically fell asleep on the couch while watching Making a Murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We opened up the beer that she got me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And that is some pretty stout stuff. Oh. I mean, it's an imperial stout. Nice pun. Uh, well, I just, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I didn't even necessarily mean it as a pun. I just meant like, it was very, st- like, it's- there's a porter, and then there's a stout, and then there's like a very stout. It was very <laughs> stout. It was real thick, and it was yummy. It was yummy. 
It, it was, was definitely a sipping beer. Yeah. And we had, you know, the bottle was what, 12, 20 ounces, I think? Like a pint and a few ounces. Like it, it, was, it was a bunch of beer <laughs> and 12% alcohol. And it was real thick and meaty. We shared it. Not meaty, just thick. But yeah. Mm-hmm. We're old and we fell asleep before midnight. Yeah. But then but we then woke we... up and stayed mm-hmm. up until like one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it still counts. We were there. <laughs> we did it. We rang in the new year together. We did. With Stephen Avery. <laughs> <laughs> and Brendan Dassey. And what's her name? Kathleen Zellner? Yep. There we go. Yeah, we've been watching the second season of Making a Murderer. Yeah, I know we're super late to the game, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Sorry, fam. Um, but it's incredibly frustrating, <laughs> just like the first season. Yeah. You want to be frustrated? Watch Making a Murderer. Yay. Do you want to just like totally hate the state of Wisconsin? There you go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I, I do feel like I, I have uh, a, a different perspective, but I, I guess, I, hmm, how do I say this? Since watching the first season, I feel like I've gotten more into, I don't know, I don't know if, if politics really I've learned a lot sense. about our justice system, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So there are things that the documentary doesn't bring out that actually makes a lot more sense. Like there are a few people on the documentary who talk about like basically how difficult it is to, to, to work in the justice system or do specific things. So like, okay, they, uh, you know, the one, the the characters in the show characters. I mean, this is real life. (laughs) Um, but so, so they were sentenced as guilty so then in order to appeal it, they basically appeal to the federal government and they're talking about how difficult it is to actually prove the, to get the appeal granted in the federal government when the state legislation has already, uh, has already convicted them. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, the, she's, she's talking about how difficult it is and how, yeah, yeah, basically. But the thing is, like, you get that side of the story. Yes, it's difficult. And especially in a case like Making a Murder, if you haven't seen it, the, these cases are very weird. It, it, it's, particular, it's two cases in particular, one of which seems very much um, uh, garbage, just like complete garbage. I can't believe that there was conviction. There was even a conviction on it. Right. Uh, it was predicated on, on a... Um, on a confession that's the word yeah on a confession that yeah no physical evidence that he was even involved in anything but just or uh, any like corroborating evidence to the story that he gave where he confessed it's just a confession something happened yeah um thing is he was a 16 year old kid there were no adults around except the 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 cops who were interrogating him and he has special needs yeah so so Anyway, that's, that's in a nutshell, that case just seems like absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sentenced to, what, 40 years, 50 years? I mean, a ridiculous Something amount of time. Something like that. I think it's so, like 2048 is when he okay. gets released. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have put it at like 40 years, right? Anyways. So, uh, so his lawyer is talking about how difficult it is, like, even though this is clearly a messed up situation, how difficult it is to actually appeal to the federal government and have them, you know, have the appeal granted. Well, I had to kind of like pause it and be like, yes, but that's a good thing. It's actually good that it's difficult for the federal government to encroach upon the state's right Right. to legislate, to, to dole out its own justice. Right. Right. I mean, I, I understand in this case where it seems so clear, obviously, you know, you're getting one side of the story, right? It's a documentary. Um, but where it seems so just overwhelmingly um, fraudulent. Right. Right. Uh, th- that, you know, in order for justice to be served, this has to, this has to be overturned and this appeal needs to go through and everyone needs to understand, like, this is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
the laws are there for a purpose. In right. this in this specific case, it makes things a lot more difficult. And it's very unfortunate that mm-hmm. things like this happen. Um Well and then the the what is what they call it? What's I can't remember the the initials of it, but it's like AIDPA or something. Yeah. That yeah. that um was established in ninety six, I believe was the year. Mm-hmm. When Clinton was in office. Something like that. Yeah, because of the uh, Oklahoma City bombings. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it basically made um, the appeal process a lot more strict. After because, a certain amount of time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't want yeah the court system just getting mucked up with a bunch of appeals. appeals yeah. When there are like, active cases going on, especially after a conviction has already been made. You know, so... Um, again, it's understandable, of course, uh, that's a whole other can of worms because that whole EDPA thing is, was specifically because of something like the Oklahoma City bombings where you're talking about terrorism and you're talking right. about murder and those things. I mean, I mean, who's not going to find any, anyways, those were specific circumstances, and unfortunately, the, the laws that were passed were not specifically for those circumstances. They were for all kinds of circumstances. Um, just government overreach. Awesome. Love it. Great. <laughs> no. Sucks. Um, yeah, so we've been watching Making a Murder. And uh, yeah, we're, we have one more episode, and we'll be I done know. with the second season. And I don't think we're going to be able to get to it tonight. No, Unless we not say tonight. it super late. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That would be yeah, that would be crazy late. <laughs> but uh I I have been told and I don't know, I mean it's it's been it's been kind of an emotional roller coaster, right? <laughs> um it's kind of gone up and down throughout the season, especially oh my gosh, especially with the with the appeals process. Yes. Because they win Jeez. and then it gets countered, then there's another appeal, the state appeals. Um and that was another thing that I was thinking about is like of course, the state has a vested interest in uh, in holding the conviction um, for a number of reasons. So, so another thing, you know, that w- that was one of the things that I noticed earlier was just about how you know they were talking about the federal government kind of encroaching upon the states' rights. The other thing was how um, if it does get overturned, especially when it's already gone through multiple appeals within the state that have been denied um within the federal you mean no within the state because because they appealed within the state before going to the um what is it the seventh circuit court of appeals that's the federal level right well there were two other so they went from they first went to a federal judge oh okay who granted the appeal okay and then the state Appealed that. Yeah. And so then it went to three federal judges. Okay. Yeah. That's the Seventh Circuit. No. It went to three federal judges. Um, two agreed and granted the appeal. But then the state appealed that. And then it went to the Seventh Circuit of Appeals with the seven judges. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the, the three judges. You've were been part- falling asleep in a lot of the episodes. I haven't. I've been paying attention. <laughs> the three judges were a part of the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, right? But the last yes. one was with the seven judge. So, so I'm saying it's happened three times within the federal. Okay, okay, but I'm saying before it went federal, it was within the state. It got appealed. Okay, so he was convicted, and they appealed, and the appeal was denied before it went to the federal. So so there have been multiple judges within the state that have ruled the conviction um right stands. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Okay, yeah. So Yeah, so, that happened like three times. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is what I was saying. <laughs> so with it being upheld within the state so many times, the problem that you see is that now when it's getting to the federal level the federal, they not only have to say, oh, th- yeah, I mean, the, this conviction is wrong. They also have to say, oh, these other judges who have already um, denied the appeal within the state, all of them were wrong as well. 
it's not only the conviction, it's also the judges in the state. Right. Um, so it is a big reach, or I mean, it's, it's, it's a big encroachment of the federal government on the state mm-hmm. because it's, it's saying multiple state judges were wrong. And it sets a precedent for that to happen in the future, which also can can like mess up the system because the system, our justice system, is is built heavily on precedents. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can a- appeal to, and forgive me for using that word, but it, if you can uh, cite something similar that's happened where a ruling has been cast because of a similar situation, then that is very strong evidence for. The judge to continue that same precedent Mm -hmm. um so i understand where it gets dicey just like within our american justice system and again i'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing um there there are there are problems with any sort of justice system right um i'm just saying we don't live in a perfect world exactly and people aren't and people try and game the system Mm -hmm. and you know so there's all kinds of messed up things that happen and uh, it, it's just it's just funny, like watching this now and kind of understanding that side of it as well. The, the small amount that I do, I'm not I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot that I don't understand that needs to be explained to me. But but I'm just seeing like, oh yeah, there is another side to this. Like there's a reason why the state is pushing so hard, and it's not just they hate this family, you know. It's not just their bias towards them that that may play a factor in it, mm-hmm. you know, that that's definitely something that they've kind of thrown out. The The documentary is thrown out like these people are, are not well liked within mm-hmm. their community. Um, so that might be part of it. But another part is just holding um, kind of like uh, sticking to or, or, or having the back of the judges that they've elected. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, I mean, if if the conviction does get overturned, this kid has been in jail for a decade now. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to pay out the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to mention all the lawyer's fees, but like they are going to get sued to all get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're So I understand why even just from a financial standpoint, and this is a bad thing, like stop thinking about money and think about, you know, like justice, right. <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing. But I also get it from the money standpoint. Like, yeah, the state is fighting really hard because they don't want to have to admit that they were wrong and then pay the just the financial part of it because they're going to have to pay a lot if that does end up happening. Which, yeah. honestly, yeah, we have one more episode. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about it I next week. I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of information in this last episode. Yeah. Because it's probably all still going on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's oh, yeah. probably going to be a third season. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, if they're not already, like, material. working on it. I remember when we were watching through the first season, I um I did, like, Google one of the names, and, of course... You know, a bunch of uh, news articles came up, and it, one of the headlines like said that they were both convicted, and I was like, "No, are you serious? I just gave away like the you end." Just of ruined the, it. Yeah, I have not done that with this season so <laughs> far. So, um, yeah. I have been told that the second season is just as frustrating as the first, and so I'm not expecting very much positive to happen. Yeah, no um, resolution. There you go. That's a good word. Yeah, I'm not expecting much of a resolution. Um, but one thing about this new season, and for anyone, hopefully, if you've seen it already, is that um, there there is a lawyer who is introduced early on in this season who is fighting to to you know overturn this conviction, and a lot of this season is actually about her. Now, at the end of every episode, they give like a huge list of names of people that they attempted to reach out to that have not, like, basically did not want to be a part of this mm-hmm. documentary, right? And the the very beginning of the first episode, like, it shows a lot of clips of people talking about how biased making a murderer is. So, like, the filmmakers behind making a murderer understand that they're only giving one side of the story and are actively attempting to make it 
seem as though they are not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like they're trying to tell the whole story, but there are people whom they are trying to talk to who are not like right who who don't want to be in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um so yes it's one-sided but it's they're they're not trying to be one-sided I guess is what at well, least what they're trying to say. And you kind of there's I I don't think there's really much choice in being one-sided in this oh, yeah. season because they're already convicted. Right. Like they're already convicted so really the only side you can have is them trying to figure out like what really happened and yeah. to try and get these guys out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no that that's a good point. Um but the one of the lawyers who's who's introduced Kathleen Zellner um man, she is doing a lot of legwork and it's really cool. Like I think that's one of the most interesting things it's about just, this season. Yeah, just to see how involved she is. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my like going out and just all of the the testing of like evidence that she's done and yeah. scenarios and just like all this stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then going and visiting the family really often and how like well she interacts with them. I'm just like, dang, you are incredibly invested in your job. Yeah. Um <laughs> And uh, the thing that they pointed out about her in, like, I don't know, the first episode of the season um, was that she she's, like, famous for getting um, innocent people out of prison, yeah. basically. Um, and it's, she started doing that because the first big case that she ever worked on she was actually assigned to um, this guy that had like committed 20 something murders and like she was assigned to him. So she had to represent him. She had to try to like basically, you know, prove somehow prove that he was innocent you know like she was she had to represent him that's where that's who she was assigned to Mm -hmm. so she had to do her job but she she did all this evidence work and knew that he was guilty but because of the law couldn't say anything well my understanding was that was that uh, yeah she was assigned this man she was assigned to defend this man in court right Defend, yes, that's the right word. And he, (laughs) and the defendant was charged with murder. It was Mm -hmm. a murder case, yeah, right? And during the, um, during the whole, just how, how everything goes. The trial? Well, yes, the trial, but it wasn't in trial. It was, it was between him and her. Yeah. Um, as his lawyer, she, um, you know, they would, they would discuss Mm -hmm. things and he actually... Did he have cancer? He had something. He knew he was going to die. Yeah. Right? He knew he was going to die soon. And he told her that not only had he committed that murder that he was on trial for, he had committed 20 other murders. Now, my understanding was that, that that case that she was defending him for was just a single murder case. Okay. And that he talked about how he had committed 20 other ones but she couldn't because of the lawyer uh, confidentiality confidentiality. yeah she just yeah and if if she would have even said anything i mean it would have been thrown out Mm -hmm. you couldn't take it as evidence because because of that confidentiality Mm -hmm. um you couldn't use it in court so it was she had to keep her mouth shut Mm -hmm. and uh, and i think it, it, it if i remember correctly she had also explained like um, she she made it. There was an agreement between them that after he died, she was able to talk about it, mm-hmm. um, but not until then. And so that just kind so of yeah, 
So she, he was convicted of that murder and was in prison and died in prison was from my okay. understanding. Okay. And then so after that, she like, after he died, she like immediately held a press conference and told everything Yeah. that he had told her. Yeah. And yeah, it was after that that she was like, I, I am never, ever going to be in that position ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I am... I am actually going to go in the opposite direction and free innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't blame her. I can't imagine. I can't imagine keeping something like that secret. Yeah. And, or even, even attempting to give a fair defense. Defense. Yeah. 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 When you know not only is he guilty of the current crime, but of other crimes as well. Like that. <laughs> I, I I don't even have words, you right. know. It just like defending a monster like that is is. I don't know, I don't know. You would have to be very good at disassociating yourself mm -hmm. from the current events, and maybe I mean maybe that's a maybe that's something that lawyers can do. You know, maybe that's something if you're in that profession, you learn how to do that. Um, like that's, you said, yeah. I I think um she didn't. Like, I think that that is what's cool in this documentary that you get to see that she is involved in the family's life. Yeah. Um, you know, she is communicating with them what she's finding out, um, or at least, you know, if not giving details, at least kind of giving uh, a general gist of what's going on mm -hmm. and what they can expect and is like just in the room kind of hanging out with the family. Mm -hmm. um, so, so clearly she is not detached from her work she's very invested in what she does which yeah. is pretty cool and invested in the lives of the people that she's trying to help and just so. like crazy smart yeah yeah <laughs> it, well it's and it's her personality too is that she just um doesn't take any bulls exactly exactly <laughs> and she'll she'll she's a straight shooter mm -hmm. right so she she will you know, say that something is idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> say that something is stupid. Say that, that, <laughs> what did you say about the original case? Um, that it's one of the most mishandled cases she's ever seen. Um, something like that. But she says it in such a way that it's not like she's mocking. It's not like she's, you know, using hipster sarcasm. <laughs> um, like she's just stating mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, yeah. like this was utterly mishandled. Right beyond all comprehension you know like it, mm -hmm. it it's, it's funny yeah. it's funny that she'll what what really made me like her was that when she said um that she's going to find out what happened like basically all the evidence that she's going to look at what she's going to figure out exactly what happened whether or not that means avery is innocent or not yeah Mm hmm yeah that was like one of the first things so yeah i want to say that was in the first episode because yeah um because then i was like okay like you know you're not just here to try and just prove that he's innocent like you're here to find out what actually happened yeah yeah which is yeah and yeah because she even says like if you take me on as your lawyer like I'm, I'm going to find, find out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do not take me as your lawyer if you actually did this. Yeah. Because I will find out that you did this. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think she is really, she's something else. Yeah. You know, she's a really good lawyer. Um, which it, it's funny because she has some things about her that I find annoying. <laughs> <laughs> little things like how she talks out of the side of her mouth um is very it, it's 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 funny just because of like you know like the whole first impressions thing um she's she's the person just by like the way that she talks that i naturally would not be very fond of but everything that she but does, you respect her so much. Yeah. Well, everything that she does, I'm just like, yes, like, you're <laughs> you're awesome. And my impress, like, shame on me for assuming, you know, for for taking my first impression and being like, oh great, you know, like, is she going to be a big character in this? Because I don't want to have to keep 
watching her talk. <laughs> um, but no, she she's great. I think she's probably my favorite character this season. Character, I know, isn't it? So, well, maybe maybe that's what I'm doing too. Maybe I'm disassociating from the whole thing because it's so crazy that this is real life. Yeah, it feels like something that was written mm-hmm. for TV, and it feels like I guess because it's a because of the way that the episodes are presented as well it just it feels like a good tv show yeah that's all gonna be wrapped up at the end of the season but um, it's which not. is not gonna happen which is so frustrating um because i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to just find out what happened because all of these little pieces of evidence are pointing in different directions um well and then just like all the new evidence that she's found and like the the stuff that she's just found out about people yeah that were like sort of surrounding the 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 incident the crime um and you know now she has like new suspects because of all this stuff that she's found out and some of it's just like oh gosh yeah like how did they how did the state not investigate this more and find out this stuff about these other people? Like, like I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how you can just be so, what's the word? Irresponsible, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is crazy. Um, and she, it, she makes a point to talk about it every time she finds a piece of evidence that, was not submitted to the defense um it's it's called she she calls i uh, yeah this brady. is illegal yeah it's a brady violation mm-hmm. um and that's a it's a violation of law like basically she finds these things and she's like yeah this would get the entire case thrown out you know yeah. <laughs> like and she's found like 10 of them four of them yeah yeah no I'm more just than like <laughs> big pieces of evidence like People talking to the cops and the cops not writing reports. Right. It's it just like uh, really frustrating pieces of evidence that were never um, brought up in court. That were never, they were never given to the defense. defense yeah. Um, which is even more frustrating because, uh, yeah, the defense could have gone other ways with, obviously with their defense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's crazy. It's really interesting. If you can't tell, I don't know why you're still listening to us, guys. Um, if you can't tell, we like this show. Yes. We like kind of dissecting it. Um, I like true crime stuff. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have to, I, like I said, I have to remind myself that it's, it's that real it life. is real. Yeah. Because it, it yeah. feels so... For for a show about the justice system, it feels so unjust yeah. what's going on. And that said, I don't know what happened. Like right. I I I can't put all the pieces together. I'm not Sherlock Holmes. Um but I mean I'm like ninety-nine percent sure that Brendan is innocent. Oh, I'm one hundred percent sure on that. On Steven, I'm not, but Yeah. 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 But but even with Steven, it's so weird. It's like all these pieces to a puzzle that don't fit together, mm-hmm. you know? Unless you want to just accept the narrative that, like, everyone was out to get him, <laughs> you know? Which is even crazier. Right, right, which v- may very well be possible. Uh, like, even members of his family, or soon-to-be members of his family, which is weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, but. Yeah. Anyways, you don't know. You don't anyways, know. we yeah. we could just keep talking about this. There we go. That's that's what our <laughs> so episode is. So we should probably is about. stop. <laughs> there you go. Now that half of our episode has been spent Seriously. talking about making a murderer. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You know, y'all are probably like super bored or have fast forwarded through all of this. Yeah. Anyways, changing the subject. So, yes. It is 2019. It is. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember 19 years ago when everyone was like freaking out about the year 2000. The world was going to end. Y2K. 
people had and Prince water. was singing about how we should party like it's 1999. And beans in their garages and in their basements because it was going to be like Terminator. Terminator 2, Apocalypse. I guess. Apocalypse. Yeah. Because all the computers would roll back all their information mm. when it hit the year 2000. Yeah. And then nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then Smash Mouth happened. <laughs> so I guess it was kind of like the apocalypse. <laughs> Actually, I don't know when Smash Mouth came out. I just, I'm thinking of like early 2000s stuff. And, or were they 90s? I don't know. Google knows. Google does Ask know. Google. Google knows everything. Am I really going to Google Smash Mouth right now? <laughs> Dang it. I don't want that on my search history. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's his face? The Lizard King didn't come and like melt everyone's faces. What? What are you talking about? Uh, from Parks and Rec. Oh, Zorp? Yep, Zorp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, 2019. We graduated high school in 2007. This is almost 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. Graduated from high school 12 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I don't know. You mentioned that to me earlier and it just, I don't know. I feel so far removed from the person I was when I graduated high school that yeah. like, yeah, it feels like it's been 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I sat down with myself in a room. Well, we'd probably just play video games together, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I could give my myself advice. Sure. But it, I don't know. I just feel like a totally different person. Yeah. Than I was. So. Yeah. I mean, you kind of are. Yeah. 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 For the better. Happens like it. It. <laughs> it has to. I don't know. I don't know. In my case, it has to happen just because, like, I'm married and I have kids. Like, I can't be that eighteen-year-old yeah. kid who, yeah, was writing songs and <laughs> wanted to be in a band. Like, no, that's just not. It's not me. <laughs> so I'm cool with it. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, 12 years ago. It doesn't feel like it's that long ago. But then I'm like, wait, I was in high school at one point sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you look back and like from our times when we, um, helped in the the youth small groups at our church and Mm -hmm. like those kids have graduated high school and are like like on their sophomore year of college or something just like oh my gosh yeah so you were a sixth grader (laughs) crazy so we're just old yep and that's okay it's okay to get old that's what happens in life You know, that's, okay, I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a second Whoop. here, and maybe maybe it's because I'm 30. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think, I think I've had this, at least this idea in the back of my mind for a while. I think our, gosh, I, I don't want to blame America for everything, but I'll just say like America. our current culture um, values youth so highly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think, that value is seen in scripture. I think scripture actually values age a lot more than youth. Like it talks about youth. It talks about (laughs) when it talks about youth, it actually talks about maturity a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, like it encourages youth to be more mature. Right. Um, And not that there aren't good things in youth. Obviously um, the, the Bible even talks about, you know, what, what you do with with your youth. I mean, the whole book of Proverbs Yeah, I is, mean, have a faith like a child. Yeah, right, right. So there's nothing wrong with it. But I think, I don't know, I just see it a lot. Now that I'm like accepting that I'm getting older, I, I definitely notice it more where people like don't want to accept how old they are. They don't want to accept... Um, how they how they look older, you know, wrinkles or bags under your eyes or gray hairs or <laughs> in my case, balding, you know, things like that, <laughs> that uh, I mean, as a mark of age, I mean, it's 
it's not a bad thing in and of itself. I think well, in other cultures, like older people are held very, very highly. Yeah, yeah, they're held in high esteem, and I think that's more similar to what what the Bible shows, mm. right? The picture that the Bible gives, because it does. I mean. Again, the Bible speaks to different generations, mm-hmm. right? And it encourages uh, youth to listen to their elders, and right. it encourages elders to be a part of the the lives of the the younger people and mm-hmm. to train up um, children. So, uh, I just mean to say it, we have such a, a culture of glorification for anything that is young and beautiful and new, right? That. I I think it infects us in ways that we don't really uh, like to acknowledge. Mm. Um, And I think if we are to look at our um, age, the way the Bible kind of talks about it or, or not even necessarily talks about it, but like presents for us. Cause it's more the, I I would say something like that is more, um, more shown than it is explicitly taught. Does that make sense? Um, so you see, for instance, Paul after his conversion going into the wilderness to 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 basically study for seven years mm-hmm. to, to understand Christianity better before going. So uh, all I'm saying is that there's a period of maturity that happens in the life of people, yeah. <laughs> hopefully Christians, um, but people in general. And you are not worse off for having gone through that maturity. Like Paul I, spent I, his cage stage in the woods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then wrote, then proceeded to write half of the New Testament. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I would encourage you and anyone listening not to lament your age. Um, because God has brought you to this point for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think certainly, sure, you can regret having spent your youth different ways. Whatever, that's that's fine. Learn from your mistakes. Certainly, right. I think that's a part of maturity. Um, but I don't think we need to be obsessed with with youthfulness. Right. Um, there are good things about youthfulness. I say this as someone. I mean, I don't know if I express this on the podcast very often, but if you know me as a person. I can yes yes like I can be a child guys I'm (laughs) I'm not saying like oh grow up and stop you know I don't know stop my lawn or or even like stop watching cartoons no like hey have fun like you can there's a place for things like that but you also have to kind of like accept your responsibility as an adult um, because it's a good responsibility to have and it's something that God has called you to. So, anyways, okay, getting off my soapbox, I'm sorry, I just, I just don't, I think sometimes it, when we lament our, our youth and when, we, when we're discontented with our age, with our aging in general, I think it can borderline on sinfulness and we mm. don't realize it. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. Making an idol out of Beca- it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, why did you say that? Like when I first started talking, <laughs> then I wouldn't have to go on that diatribe. <laughs> um, don't make youth an idol. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> yes, 12 years ago, I graduated high school. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. So, any New Year resolutions? resolutions um i mean on goodreads i i put my challenges another 40 books this year um 40 yeah wow yeah 40 is what i was shooting for and i i sort of did it last year sort of kind of it's weird because i had like i think i ended the year with something like 53 54 something like that but there were a lot of graphic novels in there, and those aren't really books. I mean, there were some like really thick graphic novels that I read, you know, you saw me reading. Yeah. But I mean, the graphic novels are mostly pictures with a little bit of text. So I don't know if you would really consider that a book. You know what I mean? So I, I, I sort of hit that, sort of didn't. 
I do count audiobooks for sure. Otherwise, it w- I would have read like maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of my reading to your textbooks actually count? just means. Well, that's the other thing is like I read a lot mm-hmm. of uh, from my textbooks, but I don't. I think I might have read one or two this year, all from cover to cover. Most of this them are this year. Yeah, well, well, last year. Excuse me. <laughs> Over the course of 2018, um, I but I I didn't read them cover to cover. I read you know I read the assigned readings, which were mostly like chapters. So I got most of the book, you know, like 75 percent of the book, but not the entire thing, because a lot of the textbooks aren't meant to be read that way. Also, I mean, it, you know, they build arguments that way, but you can easily kind of jump from place to place because mm-hmm. because the course isn't over that particular textbook it's over something that is covered in that textbook right so i did not count those in my in my total read books so i did a lot of reading that way that wasn't counted so. <laughs> i don't know that's that's one of my one of my goals for the year i don't know that i've really set resolutions so much as i have set goals yeah i'm still i'm still I like i mean they're kind of the same thing yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I guess they I just see them the different. They can be. Yes. Yeah. They definitely can be. I feel like resolutions are like something that you're going to change or do better. In in my mind, I I equate resolution to something that is going to change. Mm. That is going to affect my day-to-day or week-to-week living mm-hmm. whereas like goal is more like this is where i want to be in x amount of time mm-hmm. so the kind of day-to-day stuff is is something that i flesh out on my own yeah does that make sense mm-hmm. is that any different at all <laughs> maybe not maybe it's just my head that it seems different but that i don't know that's that's what i see what are some of your resolutions for the next year well, you didn't say what your resolutions were. Yeah, no, I said books. The, that was one that. Well, I had no, set. you were talking. You, you mentioned. Hmm? You mentioned how many books you read last year. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I said I'm. I I had. Oh, I, my 40. goal was yeah. forty last year, and my goal is forty, 40 again this, this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of my resolutions. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really nailed down particular resolutions. Mm-hmm. More of just like I want to read more books. Yeah, <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, well, and I well, I mean, I guess this is kind of typical with New Year's resolutions. But you started off strong last year. I did. Yeah, I don't remember what I did. Yeah, I don't remember were- what my what all of my resolutions were <laughs> well i think i think you i think you had said like 20 books something like that some because mm. you you started you got no, the was, account on hoopla it was it was 15 15 I th- okay I think it was there 15. you go so basically like once a month i don't and remember, I remember you, you did you did good at first but i mean we have young kids and life yeah. changes and so it's just been more difficult for you to to have an audiobook on and I can understand when you're chasing around two young kids all day long. Um, so yeah, it makes sense. I'm, in my context, it's a lot easier <laughs> to to have something to listen to a book when I'm, you know, at work and not with people. Yeah, so it's different. But yeah, I I want to read more books this year. I do. Um, I am reading through the Bible again in mm-hmm. a year doing that except i'm doing a a chronological order this time okay which i think i mentioned last week's episode i believe so um but so i'm doing that and i don't know i'm i'm really not good at new year's resolutions i had never even done any until last year was my first year to yeah. ever make any sort of resolutions <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really good at it. <laughs> I'm more just like, yeah, I want to do this more. Okay. <laughs> I don't really like make a list or anything like that. Like, 
I don't know. I did last year, but I didn't really ever look back on it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's where that's where the issue is. Because at least with me. It's not, it's not like, it's not somewhere where I can see it every day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, re- I wrote it down on my iPad and it's like in my notes section of my iPad. But mm-hmm. I, like in my normal day to day, I'm not just going to like go dig through my notes section and pull out my list and look you know what i mean like if it's if it's hanging somewhere where i can just glance at it really quickly every day cool but that's not that wasn't the case yeah and if it's out of sight it's out of mind for me like i'm not gonna think about it Mm -hmm. you could that's why things go bad in the fridge so often (laughs) you can set a reminder like every week or every two weeks or every month or so i'm horrible with alarms And reminders. What do you mean? Well, like, because I'm usually in the middle of doing something, and if something goes off, I'll just, like, press it off real quick, and, like, in my mind, I'll be like, oh, I'll check that in a minute when I'm done with this, but then I'll forget about it. Gotcha. So, I'm really bad about that. Okay. Then set multiple reminders, just to, like, go through your your goals or your resolutions or, or i like could that. just print out a sheet and post it up somewhere yeah totally that could. would be the easiest solution <laughs> cool yeah because because i think that is the like after well okay so here are the steps in my mind okay to setting resolutions that you'll actually keep um the first step and this and we've talked about this uh I, over the course of the past couple weeks as well um, but even last year, is to reflect on, you know, on your life, on, mm-hmm. on whatever previous amount of time. If it's New Year's resolutions, you can reflect on the previous year. Right. You know, what are some things that you want to change? What are some goals that you want to set? What are some things that you want to make a priority in the coming year? So, so yeah, just self-reflection, take a look, think through these things. And then the next step would be to write down the goals. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then the the step after that, I think, is to cut those goals up into smaller pieces so that you um you have milestones. Mm-hmm. Um so if um say I want a fitness goal, I want to lose fifteen pounds in three months. Okay. Chop that up. That means five pounds per month mm-hmm. for the next three months. Okay. So that means uh, math in my head, um, <laughs> a little more than one pound a week, mm-hmm. right? For the next for the next three months, when you split it up like that, it it seems a lot more manageable. It's it's like instead of oh man, I have to drop fifteen pounds. Right. It's oh okay, I need to drop one pound this week. Right. Okay. So I can just go hard at it. <laughs> go hard. You know, um, and and get and shave off a pound. That's mm-hmm. doable. And so that's that's even how I think of the books as well. Like 40 seems like a lot of books, um, except that if you look at Hoopla, they do, you can have up to four different. Um, uh, oh, is it four now? I thought it was three. Oh, maybe it is three. Yeah, maybe it's three. You're right. It's three. So you get three borrows per month. So if if you do three borrows per month, then that means that then like if you maximize that out then you can get 36 books over the course of a year Mm -hmm. okay um so there you go you've got 36 so then it's just four other books outside of that whether those are physical books that i'm reading or whether um there are other digital uh formats that you can use Mm -hmm. um and obviously you can get audiobooks from other places there are free audiobooks out there that you can get um you know things like that and, but the way that I split it up is, yeah, three per month, three to four books per month. That's doable. I can I can listen to and or read three books a month. That's not too bad. And then and just we, throw in some extras. we did say that we want to read through the, the institutes. Yes. Yes. And, which we've not done it all over the past week. And back through, uh, or well, back through, but read all of um, the, distinctiveness. the distinctiveness of uh baptist covenant theology yes reformed baptist covenant theology mm-hmm. yeah and instead this week we've been watching making a murder yep so <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, but, but yes, those are definitely one, one of the things. And then we're done with that. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then we've got Krish to watch. So that'll be fun. That was a birthday present from my older brother That's who just watches a movie, lots right? of Bollywood movies with his wife. Uh, they love it, him. Is it just it a is. movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a movie. It's okay. like three hours though. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Because all Bollywood movies are super long. I don't know so if I I've can learned. sit that long and watch a movie. No, I mean, we can split it up. But it's a fantasy sci-fi rom-com. So. All right. And it's a Bollywood, so I assume it's a musical as well. <laughs> I assume. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I'm excited, but... <laughs> I don't know whether I'm going to... I'm either going to be like super disappointed or it's going to blow my mind. And I don't know which. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just see what happens. Um, but yes, no, we will be making our way through. At least, I think we're going to start off with Baptist Covenant Theology book. Um, I think institutes will probably... So, so the thing about the institutes, mm-hmm. I want to read through this year. Um, the problem is, yeah, it wasn't originally written in English. And so um i need to look through the different translations and which ones are best and which ones you know like are the most understandable right obviously it's not going to change too much but um i've i've heard good things about the beverage translation and the battles translation i believe so i I need to see what i need to pull out our version of the institutes and take a look at what translation it is um and then look around i know there are i think i think it was the beverage one um it's even free online you can take a look at it online yeah the only problem is it's just the format of the website that i went to that had it i was just kind of like oh this is this would be annoying to read Mm. through you know like i'd want at the very least a pdf you know that i can that i can scroll through that Mm -hmm. has pages and that i can upload on my kindle or something something like that so i need to do some legwork on the institutes um which I need to like ASAP because that's a long book <laughs> um, if we ever plan on reading it. But, but I think that one we might also kind of like read on our own and then come together and talk about it more so than reading it necessarily together just because it's so long. It would take a long time. I don't know. So there's still some things that need to be ironed out about that. Um, the Distinctiveness of Baptist Covenant Theology, I think it would be a lot easier just to have us both sit down and read. Yeah. Um, after making a murder, <laughs> so so after, after tomorrow. today, <laughs> uh, na, 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 na. if I don't faint, I'll be fine. So yeah, if you don't know that that's from the Goofy movie, I feel bad. For how you, do son. you live? <laughs> Go watch a Goofy movie right now. That's my one recommendation. <laughs> if you've never seen it, watch it. You know how I was just talking about how I'm a child. <laughs> and how uh how i like cartoons go watch a goofy movie it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's like one of my favorite movies from my childhood it's awesome the soundtrack is amazing yeah which is funny because it's like it's supposed to be like this rock star but he's totally just a boy band <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty bad but it's so good. no it's awesome <laughs> it's, it's awesome. so bad Okay. Sorry. Well, if I haven't said it over the the course of the past like two weeks or whatever, I do encourage you to to take a look to reflect on, you know, the past year and take a look and, and see what you can change and how you ought to um how you ought to change <laughs> resolve to be better. Yeah. You know? Um one of the things that actually our youth pastor preached this past Sunday. And one of the things that he talked about was how, like, we often make resolutions for things. And, of course, you know, you kind of listed out some cliche things of, like, even getting in, getting in shape and things like that. And how um, we make resolutions for the new year without even thinking about, like, our relationship with God. Like, is that what God yeah. really wants for us? Um, well, yeah. Well, it just, like, how how can I make this how can I make this resolution or this goal Christ-centered? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Centered on God. Now, um, and, and he said it can be, it can, like even the examples that he gave. So, so I'll say in my case, like 
I want to be more healthy for the sake of my family,、mm-hmm. right? Because I'm the head of the household and I need to take care of myself. Um, because I need to provide for my family,、mm-hmm. so health is a is is an important thing. So I do want to be in shape. I want to be fit、um, as an an extension of、um, my responsibilities and as a, as a because of who I am, because who have got who God has called me to be. Right.、Um, so I do. I I that can be taken in the the context of of. Of being Christ-centered,、um, because I want to fulfill the role that that God has called me to. Right.、Uh, so, but th- there are ways in which you can, you know, purely out of vanity, you want to get back in shape. Okay. I mean that it's not a bad thing.、Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to get in shape, but there are better reasons to get in shape. Right. Right.、Um, right. And so you ought to come to God with your resolutions. That said.、Um, <clears throat> I want to recommend actually a video that I watched earlier today from、um, what are they called? The what?、Um, oh, when we understand the, the text, text、yeah. that's what Gabriel Hughes.、Mm-hmm. There you go. And、uh, he did. It's it's like a minute or two. He does these really short videos, and this one is on resolutions. And he references、um, Jonathan Edwards. And if you know Jonathan Edwards, you know the the big、uh, sermon that that he wrote or that he preached is "Sinners in the Hands of the Angry、mm-hmm. of an Angry God."、Uh, that's probably one of the things that he's most well known for. Of course, he's written lots of books.、Um, but he he when he was young, he made a list of I think it was like forty resolutions, something like that. For his life, like he set out when he was young, these resolutions of how he was to live his life, and they are all Christ's. <laughs>、um, and man, he sets the bar freaking high. <laughs> It's intense.、Um, so his resolution, I guess that's that's kind of a side.、Um, definitely recommend his resolutions. It will kick you in the teeth <laughs> and convict you.、Um, It's good. Uh, but the, the, so the, he references this in, in this episode of、uh, when we understand the text. He talks about resolutions. It's a good little. It's a good little nugget.、Um, and also take a look at Edward's resolutions. Yeah,、They're、really good. You can find that on YouTube. Yeesh. The, yeah, when we end. Yeah, the, when we understand the, the text. Yeah. Sweet. So,、um, yeah, resolutions. Good stuff. Twenty nineteen. We're here. We made it. <laughs> 2019. So, outside of all the different kinds of media that we have referenced today, do you have any other recommendations that people should check out? Making a murderer,、uh, resolutions, <laughs>、uh, when we understand the text, a goofy movie. Yeah, I、uh, I posted it on your Facebook. I don't know if you listened to it. Doctrine and Devotions newest episode.、Mm-hmm. I guess it was their episode, yeah, that came out today,、uh, where they talk about、um, basically complementarianism. What <laughs> what complementarianism means to them?、Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what complementarianism <laughs> means to me. Because <laughs> they've they've referenced complementarianism usually in. In passing, and like in jest, a lot of the times they'll、mm-hmm. say complementarian, you know. Yeah. Um, and they've just said like some things on the fly, like in in some of the videos that they do. Um, but they actually like actually explain their full position on it, like where they stand and their what their view is. So,、Spoiler、I recommend alert, it. Women can't be pastors. <laughs> I mean, does that even really need to be explained? <laughs> Have you read the Bible? <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a little harsh. But、uh, anyways, yeah, no, that that was a good episode, Doctrine Devotion. If you if you haven't been listening to us for very long,、um, we re- we、uh, throw out that podcast a lot. It's good stuff. I love it. It's good stuff. It's funny. I joke、Do、around.、It. And I know some other people that joke around and do this too. That we say that we're Joe Thorne Baptists. 
that just mean you're chill? (laughs) (laughs) Just that like our our reform baptism is most aligned with what he believes, if that makes sense. As opposed to what? As opposed to like Southern Baptist or, you know, different Baptist sects. Okay. Gotcha. Just joke around and say that we're Joe Thorne's Baptists. (laughs) All right. But you're not supposed to follow a man. You're supposed to follow Christ. (laughs) Sorry. I know that's scripture. I probably shouldn't talk about it like that. But it just gets taken out of context. Yeah, it does. Um, Yeah. Joe Thorne. He's a cool dude. Dig him. Him and Jimmy. Yeah. Jofo. Doing the doctrine and devotion. All right. Well, if you have anything that you think we should check out over the course of the next year or so or something, or if, if you want to. book recommendations yeah. or podcast recommendations. We'd love to hear. Can't promise hear. that I'll work a new podcast into my podcast list. Well, we, can, but we can check out an episode yeah. or two for sure. See what happens. Um, you can reach out to us and let us know. We, we're on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. Or you can email us so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. And of course, we have our page on Facebook. It's yes, just- that's another one of my resolutions ah! is that I want to make the, I want to be more active yeah. with the page mm-hmm. because I'm really bad about that. Yeah. Like I rarely even post episodes Whoa. on time in the page. So <laughs> um, trying to be a lot better about that. And y'all can help out with that. Yeah. Jump on the page yeah. and say something. <laughs> <laughs> comment on posts or don't just do what you want write a review an oh, honest yeah. five-star review <laughs> right we've gotten a couple of those they're they're nice yes they are they're from friends <laughs> i mean if you're listening you're a friend so yeah you're awesome and we love you happy 2019 all happy new year next time we'll see we'll see you back here episode 70 bye